The 414th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN for on your first purchase to save $20 Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. And next, we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Howdy ho to Jen Reno's and welcome to episode 414 of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's going to go out to everyone on uh, the broadcast, UFC broadcast last night, who did not make a homophobic slur. So it's only a handful <laughs> of people that goes out, but it goes out to them. Thank you for coming to the show. I'm Jeff Chalks Fox, one of your hosts, one of the hosts who hit it big last night with his picks. Not as much as my co-host, but we, we both swept the board with our, our fancy Nancy picks and pretty much swept our straight up money line picks as well. So it was a good night for the bank accounts. Let's uh, bring in the man who edged me out ever so slightly last night. It's the Gumby man, not Gumby God right now. He has to earn that again. It's uh, Daniel Breland. Hello. Yeah, I liked uh, the, my favorite part of just barely edging you out was uh, that uh, the first fight uh, we differed on, I got correct. And at that point, no matter what I had done for the rest of the night, you were always going to be just ever so slightly behind me. Yep, yep. You, you could breathe eagerly last night, but it wasn't much sweating things out anyhow. Uh, you, all your picks were coming through. Yeah, well, and, and the crazy thing is, too, is like even the ones where, where I got particularly fancy – there wasn't a huge lot of time to sweat. Like, you know, I, we call Gabriel Miranda by submission. Uh, and it was like yep. a plus 300 line. And he just got it done in 59 seconds. He was like, don't worry. I got this, guys. Um, I guess I sweat out my Manel cape by decision one because they were just absolutely throwing down in that fight, hoping to knock each other's heads off. Um, but then when the, the cards came, I, like I knew he had won. So, yeah, altogether, uh, kind of a quick and easy night until we got to the top of the card where weirdness happened yes mma is always gonna mma but yeah it was a pretty fun um pretty fun card too um a lot of good fights a lot of uh fight of the night contenders it seemed each fight was um i i would pick a fight as fight of the night and then the next fight would would top it yeah i do have to say uh, you know felipe dos santos versus manel cape good pick for fight of the night nazarat hakparas landed quinones would have been up there um was there another one i thought was particularly good malarkey mcdessey maybe yeah i guess that one wasn't bad yeah that that one probably because it came after hakparas i wasn't as hyped on it but like yeah all good fights they picked a good one to win Justin Taffa getting the knockout of the night bonus after almost walking off Austin Lane. Good bonus. Sean yep. Strickland winning a performance. Yeah, don't get on. me wrong. Don't get me wrong. 
he, and we're going to talk about this expert game plan, well executed, like did all the things he's supposed to, but like those things replace knockout of the night and submission of the night. And like, yeah. if we're just going to pick the guy who's in the highest quality fight and give him an extra 50 K, we'll just pick everybody's salaries up a little bit. Like that's what we're going to do. Whereas we got a guy, you know, in Miranda who picked up a, you know, minute choke and choked the guy out cold in, you know, that Kevin, you is looked uh, out of control. Good. And, you know, you had Carlos Alberg get a tap with 11 seconds left that they only got to see because they, they reviewed the tape. Tyson Pedro looked like a man possessed. Alexander Volkov became the fourth guy ever to get an Ezekiel choke. And you gave it to a guy who won a, a decision with a jab and a two. Like all, all he did was had a jab and a two. And don't get me wrong. It was an expert jab at a two, and it was a great game plan and all that. But, like, that's not what for performance of the night bonuses are for. No, no. And usually, or not usually, but occasionally on, on big events like this, they give up more than the, than the usual bonuses. So that would have been nice last night as well. Yeah, especially with a $4 million gate, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. And, and exactly. the fact that all these guys have to pay more taxes anyway because the uh, – the Australian tax system's quite a bit higher than the U.S. So, yes. like, you know, like they, they're already dealing with less money. So, yeah, dish it out, guys. Yep, but that's the way these things go in MMA, especially in uh, in the UFC. So, um, all right, we, we should jump. Well, I guess we already did kind of jump into it, but we're going to jump into it more thoroughly, go through all the recap all the fights, talk about what's what happened what's going to happen next, that type of thing, and brag about all our picks. After I tell you about DraftKings, football is back, baby. And it's in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? That would be DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers. Every game, sorry, every game a day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take them 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I already said that part. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And if you're stressed out about trying to find tickets to an event, fret not, no more. Game time is the place you need to go because they make it easy to hunt down last-minute tickets for the best price because game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. That is true. I've checked it and used it out myself right up minute before the event get exclusive flash deals and tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more aka mma the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code sgpn for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code sgpn for 20 dollars off Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, back to the Kudos Bank Arena in Sydney, New South Wales, where UFC 293 took place. 14,124 in attendance. As Dan mentioned, the gate was over 4 million US. It was 4.1. We'll round it up to US was the gate. 
they could have given out more in bonuses. But nonetheless, um, main event, Sean Strickland, as we predicted, uh, defeated Israel Adesanya, 49-46, 49-46, 49-46 across the board. Almost skunked the champion. That's This is pretty much how I had it scored as well. I had four rounds to one. I think Gumby had it 3-2, but he'll let you know himself. Um, it was Strickland in the first, Izzy in the second, and Strickland the rest of the way in my books. Adesanya just never got it going, um, which is always a risk with, with the way he fights and uh, and the patience and waiting for his opponent to uh, to make moves rather than being aggressive himself. Always is the risk. Didn't We didn't think Sean Strickland had the tools to to take advantage of it, but apparently we were wrong. Yeah, so first of all, I, live scoring, I scored the third one for Izzy, went back and watched it. I get I get that I was probably watching it with rosy colored glasses, so everybody was laughing at me in the Discord. You were rightfully doing so. Um, <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I was kind of hoping, you know, he was winning more than he actually was. But, you know, you have to give it to Sean Strickland because, like, he, he did... I mean, he did the unthinkable, right? He beat Israel Adesanya in a fight where they were basically just having a, a sparring kickboxing match. But, like, I, I think the most impressive thing is the fact that he, like, poured it on there in the first round. And I think that changed the complexion of the fight. And I know that, like, you know, everybody was expecting him to wrestle. And, you know, you could say, well, he clearly didn't have the power to KO Izzy. But he did punish Izzy for for the one time he tried to move forward or the one time he tried to counter and if you go back and you look at all of like Izzy's other fights, Izzy uses that first round. I'm not saying he doesn't try to win it, but he uses that first round to find range and then starts to pick people apart. And he did that a little bit against Strickland. You know, like he, he clearly lost that first round because he got stung. And then he started to find his groove in the second round. But Strickland had already sort of like laid the groundwork. Like, I'm going to punish you for doing that. And as a result, like Izzy never really got comfortable moving forward again after that. Um, so like really impressive work by him. Uh, he cut off the cage really well. You got to give him credit for his footwork. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I don't know how much more there is to say other than expert game planning, uh, won this fight and gee, <laughs> this is going to sound mean. Cause I, and I don't want to sound mean, but like his game plan is what won this fight, right? Like, because at the end of the day, I think we all agree that Israel Adesanya is a more talented fighter than Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland just went in with the perfect game plan and he executed it exactly the way he needs to. What do you do next with Strickland, though? Because, like, on one hand, yeah, you could do the Izzy rematch. Seems like Izzy could just use some time off, right? Like, he's starting to look like he's burnt out and he's fought. I mean, he's fought more than any champion. And it, But it seems like there's, like, a treasure trove of of challengers who could all beat sean strickland am i wrong yeah well but we we thought izzy was gonna run through him too so who, who's to say but yeah on paper yes there there are plenty of people who could beat strickland alex Pereira could come drop back down and, and he's i don't think well. he's i don't think he's going to because he looks big and also yeah strickland went and trained with him like that that's what oh, right yes yeah right right yep. so like if strickland went to train with him to get ready for izzy He's not watching him beat Izzy and then be like, all right, I'm in. Because, uh, yeah, hey, that's hey, that's a, that's a dick move to your new, like, pseudo cross-training partner, Strickland. But it also makes you look like a huge wuss, right? Like, if, you, yeah. if you're like, hey, go be Izzy for me so I can come back down and beat you instead. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. a, that's a silly move. So, yeah, I don't think he's coming back down. But, like, I mean, Cannoneer just beat him. Like, it wasn't even that long ago. I think it was, like, 18 months ago Cannoneer beat him. Cannoneer could fight him again. 
Uh, and Cannonier weighed in as a replacement for this. So, like, it, clearly the UFC sees him as a ready challenger. Um, you know, Whitaker did lose recently to Dracus Duplices, right? But, like, at the same time, like, either of those two guys work, right? Like, uh, I would pick Robert Whitaker over Sean Strickland, would you not? Mm, yeah, it's hard to say now at this point. Yeah, because he's the, it's, if, it's a weird game plan. How, I think. Yeah, yeah, and and how Whitaker looked. Yeah, um, I'm hearing. Well, obviously, it sounds like they're going to force the rematch on us, which I'm just so tired of automatic rematches. It's just so lazy booking, but it seems to be the way that uh, they always go. But I, I agree with you. Um, is he could need some time off. He's only four and three in his last seven fights, so he really uh, is, is not at the top of his game. He, he really could. Uh, could take some time off for sure. Uh, I'm also hearing um, Chimaev Costa could be next. So Chimaev. So, Ch- so yes. Chimaev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After Costa pulls out, yes. Yeah, yes. I mean, like, um, I, I think their dream, and this is me speculating wildly about what the UFC wants and what's most marketable and stuff like that. I think the UFC's dream is for Kamzat to win this belt and wind up with Kamzat against all kinds of challengers like comes out versus Izzy comes out versus Bo nickel one day. Like I, I think that that's deep down what they want. So if they can strike and get comes out with the belt as fast as possible, I mean, like it seems like now's the time, right? Like this is the, yep. the most beatable a champion has looked in, in some time. Right. Because like the, Strickland looked great game planning wise, but nothing made him look like he was like not touchable. No. And there's no way Costa really wants to fight Shamayev, right? I mean, does Costa want to fight anybody? From yeah, exactly. All, I, all he really seems to want to do is to like post silly memes on the internet and, and <laughs> yes. pretend that he's dating somebody he's not. Like that seems to be Paula Costa's thing right now. <laughs> Very true. Very true. So that was the main event. Co-main event. Gumby whiffed on that too, but he didn't whiff on, on too much else. Don't worry. Uh, I had Alexander Volkov beating. Tai Tuivasa. I predicted it would be a, an Ezekiel choke, and it was. Um, <laughs> 437 into the second round. Yeah, uh, Tuivasa was eating up Volkov's leg, but that was pretty much the only, the only positive uh, for him in this uh, in this fight. Uh, Volkov was doing what I hoped and predicted he would do, uh, just sniping him from outside and uh, powerfully sniping him. Like He, he was busting up Tuivasa. Tuivasa is a tough guy, so it would have put down a lesser man, but uh, the giant came through for us here. Yeah, I oh, for uh, me. excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of thought if Tuivasa survived that second round, I think he had a puncher's chance in the third. Because Volkov was slowing down. Yeah, Volkov was slowing down, and I, I think the trip in getting top control really wound up being a game changer here. I don't know that Ty Tuivasa would have won this fight, but I think uh, you know it, I you know, I drew it up. I said Ty Tuivasa in the third round could look like Derek Lewis did against Volkov in the third round. And I guess we'll never know. Um, but this is pretty much what we expect from both these guys. I don't mind taking a plus 200 stab on somebody like Tai Tuivasa in a fight that looked like that. Are we any higher on Volkov after this? Or no. Much the same? no. I mean, he got his <laughs> no. leg eaten up by a guy who's a foot shorter than he is. Like, like what's, yeah. what are you doing, man? <laughs> is Tai Tuivasa, is he, does he have... Uh going to use up another one of his nine lives and stick around or not because that's three straight losses three straight finishes for him yeah but it's every single person he's lost to is either a you know champion or a title challenger or pretty damn close right you know you got Savages. uh 
for, former Bellator champion, current number one contender, former interim champion. Um, and it's not like he looked – he didn't look terrible against Surreal, right? No. Um, no. He, he looked all right against Surreal. And he was on a five-fight KO win streak before that. So, yeah, I, I think he sticks around. I think he probably needs to now fight, um, you know, Alexander Romanoff maybe or somebody of that – that kin um but yeah. like yeah that that's probably where he's at now that is good he's he's fine and he's even funnier now that he has hair he, he looks silly with hair. <laughs> that's 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 very true i was like i called my wife in from the other room i was like hey look at this she's like what is he doing i was like i don't know just growing the lettuce out <laughs> yeah it, fantastic fantastic um manel cape oh he came through big time for gumby here I uh, took care of a very game, Felipe Dos Santos. 30-27, 29-28, 28 Very good fight. A fight of the night winning fight, actually. We had Cape at minus 380. But more importantly, Gumby had Cape via decision plus 350. That that number, in retrospect, looked silly. I guess it, it was in... Uh, in um, What am I trying to say? What's the opposite of retrospect, Dan? In foresight? When you're in foresight, looking forward? Yes. <laughs> So tell us, tell us about your amazing win here, Gumby. I mean, it just, for me, it was a, a play, not so much on Manel Cape's abilities, right? He's a, you know, he's a top five or top 10 uh, flyweight. And he was up against the promotional newcomer on short notice with seven professional fights. Like, obviously he was going to win. It was more of a play on Felipe Dos Santos's durability and the durability of seemingly freaking everybody who comes from shoot the box. Um, those guys could take a licking. So, you know, shout out to Felipe Dos Santos for being crazy hard notes and just like giving Cape just like enough, uh, on the return to be, to, to think, to have to worry about it and, uh, have to take his foot off the gas a little bit here and there. So yeah, uh, 350 hits are fun. Yeah. You should do those all the time. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Um, and because nothing matters and you see, there's no repercussions. Cape said the, the vile. F word after the fight on the mic and still got a $50,000 bonus. So there you go. Boom. I mean, at least he was saying derogatory things during the pay-per-view broadcast because <laughs> ESPN's a little true. bit, ESPN's a little bit more, uh, has a little bit bigger of an issue when they do that on the free prelims. <laughs> Disney doesn't like that. I can't imagine they were too pumped with my with, with Chuck Buffalo. <laughs> no. So what's happening with, with Cape next? Is he going to get Kai Kara? care of France like he was supposed to here I mean he seems to want that fight from like a vengeful standpoint but like doesn't it seem like he feels vengeful with everybody I know like a lot of different people have pulled out but remember he's the one who told Alex uh Perez that his his DNA was an abomination right yes he's amazing he's amazing (laughs) yeah and I don't yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of the most all-time MMA quotes right there. I don't think Kaikara France's DNA is an abomination, but he seems to be pretty I low on it. So. so, so yeah, I, I probably, I'd probably just book that if I was the UFC. There's enough heat there that make it exciting. Yep, very true. So, hit that one. We hit Justin Toffa taking care of Austin Lane. I'm, I'm glad I, I flip-flopped on this because I was thinking about taking Lane. Because he looks like he could be good. He's big, he's athletic. He's not a big, he's not a short fat guy at heavyweight, which is rare these days, but uh, it, it, it went the way that we thought it was going to go in the end. Justin Toffa knocked him out with punches, 122 into the first round. We both had uh, Toffa at minus 210. 
We we both forgot to mention too that uh, Austin Lane has the worst base for MMA. Do you know what that is? Football. Yeah, NFL football. football. <laughs> NFL football. <laughs> Having played yep. in the NFL, uh, being on the Chicago Bears, I think is the worst base uh, for MMA. <laughs> very very true. But uh, yeah, Tafa walk off KO had the sort of walk off. He he went back out. Yeah. Yeah, he got yeah. he got. Go like, oh, fine, because because the ref wanted more violence. And then the fight before that, we got to walk off too. This was my big hit. Tyson Pedro knocked out the pleasure man, Anton Tricology, two twelve into the first round. Didn't have to sweat this one much. Um, Pedro, we had a plus one hundred. Gummy had Pedro as his lock. I had Pedro as my dog. I had Pedro as my prop. KO plus three ninety. So I even beat Gumby on on my prop pick. Uh, pretty pretty amazing. Uh, this one in foresight there I'll, I'll remember to use foresight this one was very predictable but yet we we got uh some nice plus money on it who are the people betting on turkali like cause uh, i'm hearing it, lots of people say that too it, it like, wasn't people are questioning it, this i don't it get wasn't it. it wasn't in our discord i know if if our no. discord was any indication of the market uh pedro would have wound up negative 200 by the end of the night but instead the numbers kept creeping up for turkali there had to have been a corner of the internet somewhere where some uh, some tout selling picks was was trying to hype people up on the pleasure man, um, but man, I mean he he looked exactly like I thought he would. He's a a guy who's really good at grappling. Shot a bad takedown, and once he shot one bad takedown and failed, Pedro was like, "Oh, cool! Now I just piece you up." Um, and he yep. did, and he did pretty flawlessly. Um, and you know. Going for a plus 100 as your lock of the week uh, shows just how silly this line was because I was like, there's no way you can pass up on something like this. So, yeah, lock of the week plus 100, dog of the week for you plus 100, prop of the week for you plus 390. Yeah, Tyson Pedro, pretty close to getting his uh, his face on our, our Mount Rushmore sick picks. No kidding. <laughs> Star of the night. So, Gumby's arrogance uh, taking a plus money guy as his lock did not come through and not did not come back and bite us in the ass. Uh, Pleasure Man is out of here, right? We're cutting him. I don't need this season. I mean, you, you think, think so? so? I, I mean, it's they two did three losses, isn't it? Or two straight yeah. loss? Three? I think it's only, I think he's only lost twice, right? All right. Hang, hang on one second. We'll one second. One second. Let me. I'm checking. I'm checking first. No, it is three. Yeah, this is three, it dude. Is three. He's gone. But the, He's but gone. remember the first one is short notice uh, at a catchweight, heavyweight-esque fight against Jelton Almeida. So, like, maybe yeah. he's fired, but maybe he also, like, earned some good, um, some, like, good stock from that. But I'll also say they didn't want to sign him in the first place, right? He won on Contender Series, and he was kind of, yeah. like, left out in the cold. Um, and it wasn't left out in the cold like Josephine Knutson, where you're like, why did he, he just said she didn't have it and then never specified what it was <laughs> and then like couldn't really put words to it. Maybe he just ate Swedish people. They're both Swedish. Um, yeah. And then, uh, but Tricali, it was like, that was the most boring grappling match I've ever seen in my life. And he, he was right. It like, wasn't fun. I think he hit nine takedowns and had like 13 seconds of top time or something like that. So um, yeah, maybe he's gone. He might be gone. We can fire him if you want. <laughs> But we all know it equals implants, Dan. We know that. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> I, I think so. Um, uh, good to, but, good to know. <laughs> yeah. We we learned also last night, this was not good to know, that uh, the Plush Man nickname came from his father. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite facts of all time. John Anik just says that casually. And I was like, 
What the? You're not going to elaborate on that? That his dad calls him the pleasure man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That uh, maybe we should move on. Who? Because I, I, I don't. I don't know what to say. I really don't know what to say about that. Um, yeah. Very. Very interesting. But uh, Gumby's feeling nice today. He, he doesn't want to automatically um, automatically get rid of uh, pleasure man. Maybe that's because we'll get plus. Uh, we'll have a. Uh, he'll be a favorite in his next fight, and we'll be able to bet against him again. Make some more money. I've got some more firings coming up, so don't worry. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's true. Tyson Pedro was a Hall of Fame bet of ours. And we are sponsored by Hall of Fame bets. Ta-da! Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and MLB, and soccer, excuse me. Bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea, Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. To get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today start researching start winning with hall of fame bets and underdog fantasy is still on board underdog, and they have a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick em game you pick between two to five players select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats then do what you usually spend your sundays doing recording podcasts right dan yeah that's that is what i usually do on sunday watching the games i mean yes watching the game sorry um you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five it's fantasy game but you can win real money and if you get this in years and time cowboys cowboys and cowboys players are the picks for tonight right yeah that's right go with the go with the over on cd lamb's receiving yards yes he's a wide receiver that would mean <laughs> or they, possibly yeah, a tight end yes, but I'll, yes, I'll say a wide receiver yes my canadian friend yes he is yes <laughs> So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfancy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. This Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right, prelim at time. Carlos Olberg continues to look the way that we were hoping he would look in the UFC. He submitted Da Ang Dong. We thought he won by a decision, but no, he ended up submitting him at 449 into the Third round, the end of the fight, uh, they went back because weirdly, um, the referee missed something. Um, Herb Dean and uh, actually uh, Jong had tapped out, and we had Allberg at plus, uh, minus two seventy, and Allberg was my lock as well. I didn't see a submission coming though. I didn't see a submission coming. He did look good on the ground when he was there. Um, I'm actually going to give Herb Dean a pass for not seeing that tap. It was in a very weird spot. Eugene Behrman, uh, shout out to him for making sure it got seen. I have a question for you following this fight because you love firing people. Is that that one Jung fireable at this point? Um... I, I I actually said his name wrong. He's going by Woon, right? Da Woon Jung now. I, I'm I I'm still uh, I'm still on the original pronunciation because that's what it is on on uh, Tapology and uh, Wikipedia. But yes, I believe he uses Da Woon Jung. Yeah, 
yes, he's getting fired. There's three straight losses, two of them via finish. Um, and one of them, the Devin Carter comp- doesn't finish anybody anyway. So like, that's basically yeah. a finish. <laughs> yeah, good, good competition. Yeah. Good competition. But yeah, he, uh, this is the season where they need to clear space for all the, the amazing prospects that are coming off a of contender series this year. So, yeah. And I'm going to spoil you guys uh, for those of you who are getting ready to listen to the contender series episode that'll come out. Well, it's probably out right now as you're listening to this. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think there are a lot of good ones on this episode coming up either. <laughs> yep, it is true. Uh, doing the research for it, I'm like, no, nah, no one really looks very good here on paper, at least. But all right, great. Uh, Alberg, thoughts on him next? People are, are laughing about him being ranked, but the performance rank is I do on moneymma.substack.com. He's right, like, he's way up high. He's like top five now because it's light heavyweight and he finishes people. So that, that'll get you lots of points in my eyes. I'm I'm going to I'm going to give you a little peek behind the curtains. Uh I have not updated my rankings yet. But I already had him ranked cuz that's just how shallow this division is. You know what yep. I mean? Like Yep. Uh, I, I mean I, I think he's better than Ryan's fan. Right? Like mm, yeah. Yeah, I'd I pick, would pick him, yeah. Would you pick him to beat Ryan's fan? I would. Yeah, I um, think so. Yeah. I, and despite the fact that he lost in his debut to Kennedy and Zachuku, I, I would still pick him to beat Kennedy Zachuku if he fought him tomorrow. So, I, I mean, like, if you're putting him in front of guys like that or Alonzo Menafield or Felipe Linz, like, who else could be in front of him at that point then? Like, you're, yeah. you're not going to come up with 15 names if you can't squeak a, you know, if you can't squeak Ryan's fan in front of him or you can't speak you know, squeak Dominic Reyes in front of him or, you know, somebody like that. So, yeah, I mean, like, I think he has to be ranked. And actually, like, I think he's probably getting close to the top 10, never mind the top 15. Yep, it's true. It's light heavyweight, everyone. As Dan said, Dan was throwing some names out. Just take a look at the rankings and uh, decide for yourself. Um, it's bad. <laughs> yep, Anthony, Anthony Smith is uh, just beat Ryan Span. He's he's way up there, so there you go. Um, by the way, it's Chepi Marischal. Look good in the side. He he won kind of a, in a freakish way, but but he, he looked good uh, in the fight. I'm not sure if he's going to win the fight, but he, he looked decent enough. Uh, tossed Jack Jenkins down. He posted on his arm and dislocated his elbow. Looked like he was knocked out originally. He was just lying face down, not moving. But uh, 319 in the second round. Arm injury. Gumby style of fight. Unfortunately, we had uh, Jenkins here. Yeah, this is kind of upsetting because it did feel like the momentum was favoring Chepe. Um, all the judges scored round one for Jack Jenkins. So literally mm-hmm. we're just talking about like Jack Jenkins needing to put it on him in round three, which, you know, like Jack Jenkins gets better as the fight goes on. Um, so it's kind of upsetting to see it having ended this way. Um, especially cause at this point in time up to here, this is the first fight I had missed on the night. I was, yep. this, I was five for happened. five, five for five out of the gate. And then this happened and I was like, Oh no, we're not going to start running into these. Um, I, I still am high on both these guys. Uh, I think Chepe looks better at 45 than he did at 55 against Trevor Peak, because um, obviously Jack Jenkins is a huge step up. I still think there's tons to like about Jack Jenkins here at Featherweight. Yep. I, I just hope that elbow injury is not like a you know a long ordeal like the uh, when Joe Piper effed up his elbow. You know, like that. Yeah. I, I hope it's not one of those. You know. Yeah. Hopefully, just quote unquote a dislocation, not like bunch of tendons torn or uh, bones broken stuff like that so jenkins is a fun fighter um all right so w- missed on that but here comes some more winners lightweights jimmy Larkey took care of john mcdessey 
in a tight fight. I told you there were probably was some value in McDessie at plus whatever he was, two, two, whatever. But uh, in the end, Malarkey came through in, in a very hard fought fight, 29 28 across the board. Yeah, I think I called Jamie Malarkey a parlay buster, and he wasn't, but he damn near sure was. Um, and, and, you know, McDessie's always tough, but I mm-hmm. think. I think our read that we said on Wednesday made the most sense. Like the height difference was everything, you know, McDessie yep. likes to be a kickboxer from range. It's a lot harder to do that when you're way small. Cause he just kept, he just kept coming up short on a lot of his yep. bigger shots, you know, either spinning back this or whatever he was throwing. Like he just wound up a little bit short on all of them. And it was because, uh, malarkey handled range. Well, so yeah. Um, not, not much else to say about that one. McDessie, one win in his last four and a half years. He's one in three. Are we keeping him around? Uh, he feels like somebody they just let the contract expire on. Yeah. You know what probably. I mean? Like, if if he's got one more fight on his contract, I bet they don't extend him. And even if he wins, I bet you you don't see him re-signed. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he's he's really got a, I'm going to show up on a Bellator undercard feel. Um, cause even <laughs> he, he doesn't feel like PFL style of fighter even. So, no. um, yeah, I, I, I would imagine his time in the UFC is not, not, not long for this world. Nope. Uh, Nasrat hack press, uh, kept the wolves at bay by getting himself a win last night over Landon Quinones, who's very game despite losing 30, 27 across the board. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's worth noting because a lot of people shit on Landon Quinones getting this opportunity. Um, Cause look, he, yeah, I mean, he lost his only fight in the ultimate fighter house. And I think it took 55 seconds and it was by some of the lowest fight IQ style stuff that you've ever seen before. This fight was closer than 30, 27 seems to indicate, right? Like I, I thought Hawk Perast won every round, but Quinones was in every single round, which is legit as hell. I think there are lightweights. He would be like, am I wrong? Like, do you think he could, well, I, I mean, I just threw the name Trevor Peak around. Do you think he could go toe to toe with Trevor Peak and have an exciting fight that he could potentially win? He could potentially win that, yeah. If he doesn't get hit with the hammer, standing hammer fist, yes. Yeah, and he seems tall enough and lanky enough that that'd be hard to do. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, all right, so that was that was the main prelims, the early prelims. Chuck Buffalo, Charlie Radke came through in a horrendous fight over Mike Mathitha, Mike Diamond. Blood Diamond, 29-27 across the board. Just nonstop fouls and horrible, ineffective grappling. And then he uh, he dropped the first vile F-word, a bomb of the <laughs> night in the in the post-fight. Uh, not Yeah, post-fight in the ring. Uh, so went went across on uh, ESPN. Yeah, not a good not a good fight. Not a good first showing for Radke. But this is the UFC, so he, he's surely going to survive and get to fight another day. So I was going to ask you that. So first of all, I think Blood Diamond needs to be fired. He's now three yes. and three as a pro. He's clearly yes. not up to UFC level here. But I was going to ask you if you thought Radke was going to survive this. Because on one hand, you're right. It's the UFC. And I'm, I'm not I'm not here saying he should or he shouldn't be fired. I'm not here to pass judgment. But I'm asking if you think ESPN might put its finger on the scale. Because he, at first... Just, you know, he, he went on his rant and and very clearly you were like, oh, the folks at ESPN are not going to love this. And I think within 20 minutes after he was out of the cage, there was an Instagram post apologizing, um, which yeah. you have to imagine was written as he was walking back to the back room by his manager being like, dude, post this now. Uh, yeah. Because 
because here's the thing. You're right. It's the UFC. So seemingly, they, you know, they, they have a much higher tolerance than this for most sports leagues and stuff like that. But on the other hand, he put in a dud of a performance against a three and three professional. And that's what made me say, like, yeah, usually this shit just blows right over. But yeah, uh, that's true. I, man, if anybody was going to get the axe for that, it would probably be somebody like him. Yep. We don't need to see him again anyhow after that performance uh, last night. Uh, but we hit it. Uh, catchweight fight because Shane Young came in way overweight, which which made me smile because I knew our, our pick was even better here. Gabriel Miranda, for some reason, was was the underdog. A pretty sizable plus, what, 145 underdog against uh, Shane Young. He ended up submitting him. Runic and choke 59 seconds in, into the first round. Gumby had Miranda as his dog. I had Miranda as a normal pick as well. Half of our... Uh, Hungry Man Jong Super Fan Parley was Miranda via submission. So hopefully Gumby had that in, in the real world as well on its own. But yeah, nice pick. Miranda looked good, not just his mustache. He his fighting looked good as well. Yeah, real world. I, I wound up uh chickening out and not just taking the sub, and I went sub and KO put together. I put inside the distance instead. Okay. That took it from 280 down to 210, which is I think why I did it's it. I was bad. like, yeah, I was like, it's only 70 different. And like his hands did look good against Benoit St. Denis. So I think I psyched myself out thinking he could knock him out. But man, dude, it was very clear his game plan, right? Like he just was like, I'm on this guy. Uh, and it didn't take long. So uh, he, and I said this after he fought uh, Benoit St. Denis, he fought Benoit St. Denis on short notice up a weight class. We all sold on Benoit St. Denis after he lost to Eliza Zaleski Dos Santos up a weight class on short notice. This yeah. is almost the same exact thing. This is him. Yeah. Like, I think this dude is going to shine at, at featherweight. I think he's going to beat a ton of featherweight. Like, I would pick him to beat Chepe Mariscal. Uh, I'd pick him to beat Chepe Mariscal tomorrow. Um, I would heavily consider picking him against Jack Jenkins. Uh, I, I just think he looks really good down there. The grappling is on point. His hands are fast enough. Um, and he's got a clear nose for finishing, too. So, yeah, I'm I'm super hyped on Gabriel Miranda. Yep, for sure. And then in the curtain jerker, I went with the resume pick and it did not come through. Kiefer Crosby, a plus one for 45, uh, got thoroughly outclassed by Jusse, Kevin Jusse, who looked really good here. Smith and Maroon, I could choke 449 into the first round. Uh, Irish MMA, it's in shambles, Dan. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I said it when we were breaking it down. This was uh, two minutes of a power puncher versus uh, a what more well-rounded fighter. Um, and yeah. actually it's funny cause I remember saying that on Wednesday, he's got two minutes of power punching and he landed a left hook at two minutes and two seconds. And you say he <laughs> ate it. And I was like, well, it's cause it wasn't in the first two <laughs> minutes. Um, yep. and then immediately, you know, like the, the grappling game from juice is, was better. The all around striking game from juice was better. How good is juice? I'm not sure we know yet. Uh, this, this seemed like a guy who is a real, well-rounded MMA fighter versus a guy who is way more one-dimensional. So, like, I think him against another well – like, I'd probably pick him against Chuck Buffalo. Um, yeah. But I don't I don't know many other welterweights who I'd start to feel confident in him beating. We were confident with our picks, so we both went nine and three. I thought Gummy was going to run away with it, but uh, I reeled him back in a bit on the main card. I was up 193 bucks. He was up 216 bucks. So, you're – slightly catching up dan i'm up to 60 percent overall on my picks which is good i want to that's my minimum i want to be at so i'm happy there gumby's at 56 
percent. He's moving up as well. We're both down money. Don't need to talk about that. We need to talk about our fancy picks, though. We both hit our locks, Pedro and Allberg. We've hit our dogs, Miranda and Pedro. We hit our props, Cape Decision, Pedro Knockout. First time ever we swept the board, both of us. Plus 350, plus 392. It's not yes, like it's not like away. we yeah, it's not like we squeaked in here. And the first time ever we had a locket plus I had plus money across the board, plus 100, plus 145, plus 350. Fantastic. And uh Gumby is up 3% money-wise on his lock picks and then on our props we are both up i'm up five percent money return on investment on my props gummy's up four percent on his props thanks to last look, night look at that and we're 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 yeah. catching back up with the dogs too we were we were cold with the dogs for a bit but you yep. are you're on fire with your dogs did you know that no do tell you, the world you, dan you've hit you've hit three out of four in the only yep. week you didn't hit there was only one underdog and she was plus 100 right. Uh, but you had Hollabaugh, yep. Smith, and Pedro uh, in three yep. of the last four weeks. So, yeah. Claw my way back up for sure. Uh, Hungerman John uh, Radke screwed that up by knocking a submission. So, um, couldn't even get his man down to the mat. So, that's going to Which, happen. in retrospect, uh, still sad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, all right. Fight of the night. Like I said, Cape and Dos Santos. Good to see the newcomer got some uh, extra money there. Then performances were Strickland and Toffa, which were um, Strickland was a surprising one. The UFC does not rest, and we're not just getting our run of, a run of a mill Apex fight card next week, a fight night card with like one decent fight on it or two if we're lucky. No, we're getting Noche UFC. What does Noche mean, Dan? It means night. Does it? Yeah, it's Spanish for what? night. But why are they calling it night UFC then? Oh, because fight, it's for fight night. Is that why? Yeah, because it's, it's uh, the uh, the Mexican Independence Day. Yeah, I know that. But why noche? That's the thing. Because it's because it's Spanish for fight night. Yeah, it's it's UFC. It's fight night UFC. It, I mean, I okay. guess they could have they could have added the word fight in there. Yeah. Uh, but, all right. But they, yeah, yeah. It's 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 noche UFC. I'm <laughs> um, I'm all for it. I was just. Uh, curious uh ufc fight night grasso versus shevchenko too yes we're getting a title fight on a fight night card when's the last time this happened dan i don't have it in front of me but it's, it's got to be it's got to be mighty mouse right was it when he i was beat, gonna say yes probably <laughs> i was gonna guess when he beat uh did he beat michael mcdonald in like bismarck north dakota or some shit like that like it it feels like he fought michael That's mcdonald right. in like idaho um maybe boise um <laughs> I, I would guess yep. that that was a fight night all right, so this is going down in the T-Mobile Arena, not not some um, far-off place like Boise in Paradise, Nevada. Uh, ESPN Plus is where the fight night is taking place. Let me read you this fight card. It could have been even better, too, when you hear some of the names that uh, got scratched from it. Main event, Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Shevchenko for the Women's Flyweight Championship. A automatic rematch, because that's UFC's. That's what UFC does immediately. Um, Welterweight's. Co-main event, Kevin Holland, Jack Della Maddalena. That's a fight night main event right there, pretty much. Royal Rosas Jr., the youngster, returns against Terrence Mitchell. Daniel Zellhuber versus Christos Giagos. And Fernando Padilla versus Kyle Nelson round out the main card. Prelims, Lupi, Lupita Godinez, Elise Reed, Roman Kopilov, Josh Fremd, Edgar Charez, Daniel Lacerda, Tracy Cortez, Jasmine Jasuda Vicious, and Josephine Lindgrid Knudsen. Is making her debut against Marnik. Man, they should have put Loopies, Loopies, and uh, the Cortez Jesuit Vicious fight should be on the main card, Dan. 
I agree with that. Also, that um, I was misremembering uh, Mighty Mouse fighting Michael McDonald. He actually never fought Michael McDonald, but Michael McDonald main evented against John Lineker in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That's what I was thinking <laughs> yes. of. Um, All right. All right. Yeah, I, I remembered Michael McDonald fighting somewhere weird. Anyway, um, you usually ask me what I like about this card, and I would say almost everything. Um, I yeah. love... The, the Della Maddalena versus Holland fight's great. I like that we're getting a rematch of a fight I'm not terribly excited for, but we're getting it on a, a fight night card, uh, so I don't have to squeeze it onto a pay-per-view main card that I don't care about. Um, I like yep. that they gave Raul Rosas Jr. an easier fight to get him back on track. I think uh, Fernando Medea looks so damn good against Julian Rosa. That's a fun fight. Um, anytime we get to see Loopy fight's exciting. Cortez versus Jasmine Jazuda Vizius is extremely tough fight. Um, did you mention Alex Reyes versus Charlie Campbell? I missed that. No, no. I, yeah, I missed that. That That is the last minute, last minute addition. Yes. Yeah, because Alex Reyes was supposed to fight Natan Levy, uh, who dropped out. And I don't know. Do you remember Charlie Campbell from Contender Series? He's the, I remember the name. Yeah, he's the one who beat the ever living shit out of Chris Duncan, but then got last second knocked out when he tried to stalk. Him. OK. Um, yep. like weird come from behind loss. And then they, the ESPN broadcast immediately shifted to show his family, not Chris Duncan's family, but his uh, family who were all like devastated and sad and like throwing things. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, they don't even realize what family they cut to idiot. Uh, um, but it's good to see Charlie Campbell in there too. So lots to like, yep. uh, and I didn't even me mention Josephine Knudsen. So, uh, yes. you know, tons to like that. And we were supposed to have Shavkat on this card and Santiago Ponzinibbio. Why don't they just match up the two up? Ponzinibbio is, is announced that he will not be fighting this weekend. Um, I, I don't know if they're still looking for somebody for Shavkat. That originally was supposed to be Calvin Gastelum. Um, yeah. Or Shavkat will just be pushed back a little bit. But um, it, it sort of feels like they're not going to find anything there. Um, and yeah, <laughs> no. I'm guessing Shavkat didn't want to fight somebody like Ponzinibbio. Like, he's not going to risk yeah. where he is. Too bad. It could have been even better, but it's still pretty darn good as it is. And we will give you all our picks, our winning picks for it come Wednesday when we do the prelims, Thursday when we do the main card and the fancy picks, which pay off, apparently, because we nailed them all this week. Um, we're going to be back in your ears. Check your podcast feed right now, right this minute, because you're going to see another podcast from us. It's our... What's that show called again? Dana White's Contender Series, week six. The second half kicks off on Tuesday. And uh, but we're going to turn the ship around here, Dan, right? I um, I, I I keep saying that, though. And uh, <laughs> I, I have taken into consideration for this week uh, the fighting styles and how people don't seem to be fighting like they normally do. Um, yeah. And tried to take that into account in my handicapping. So hopefully I've made adjustments. You got to make adjustments. That's the thing. Yep. Yep. After I say goodbye to you all, click over and listen and see what kind of adjustments can be made. Uh, and you can chat with us in the Discord. It was jumping last night for the uh, UFC pay-per-view as per usual. A lot of people had winning parlays and, and tickets that they posted, which was nice to see. That would be sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Twitter or X. Gumby was bragging about our winners on there uh, at our SGPN MMA account that he runs. He's also a Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer. That's where I, that's what I am at on Instagram as well. Jeff Fox writer moneymma.substack.com is the place to go for all my MMA writing and other podcasts and my pick em contest. So subscribe there. Gumby's got the top turtle MMA podcasts that you want to ram in your ears every week as well. 
do we know about this week's or is it still up in the air? Am I asking too early? I, I, I know for a fact, one, I am waiting for a second one to shake out. I have a backup second one just in case. But I know for a fact Josh Fremd is on this week talking about his insanely fast turnaround here after yes. his last win. Against a tough opponent, too. So that, that will be a good interview to listen to. Top, Top Turtle is always a win podcast to listen to. And obviously, all good things in the sports gambling world can be found at sports gambling podcast. Dot com and of course our Patreon. Don't forget our Patreon, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Help us crush corporate gambling. Um, all right. I'm gonna we're gonna get out of here. Uh we'll be back tomorrow. The Lone Wolf Jeff Fox. Not tomorrow. Right now we'll be back. The Lone Wolf Jeff Fox and the Pleasure Man Gumby Vreeland. We'll give you the winning picks for contender series. Bye-bye. <laughs>